include The Serial Serial, the AV Club's podcast about a podcast. Every week, a few Onion Inc. staffers will be talking about the most recent episode of Serial, one of the most popular and addictive podcasts on iTunes. This week on The Serial Serial, I'm AV Club Associate Editor Mara Eakin, joined as always by AV Club Editor-in-Chief Josh Modell. And this week, we're joined by Jenny Crowley, an Onion Inc. staffer who spent the past few months racked with serial fever. Hello, Jenny. Hello, Mara and Josh. <laughs> Hi, Jenny. Thanks for coming. The um, podcast listeners can't hear your cool pink sheep sweater, but it's giving us good it's energy. It's pretty loud. <laughs> they might be able to hear it. Um, Jenny, the first question we always ask is uh, to catch us up with your theory of the crime. I mean, I, you can do it to today or you can do it to yesterday or, you know, having not heard the last episode. But you didn't hear today's episode? No, she heard it. But oh, I'm confused. Who do you think did it? Well... My theory, I've stayed constant since about episode three, maybe four. I think Edna definitely had something to do with it. Jay definitely had more to do with it than we think, but there is just not enough evidence. Like if I was on the jury, there is no way that I could convict. So you are the no-nonsense theory. You <laughs> yes. are the totally logical. I love that one because like, I think the first episode we did, I was like, that just seems like the common sense person, you know, looking at all this stuff and not getting deep into the weeds of things is going to be like, well, yeah, obviously it's like something like that. Right. Or right. Um, but nothing, nothing swayed you one way or the other about all the today's revelations. Not, not really. And I was not, I was very happy with today's episode. I think it was as good of a conclusion. Maybe I'm jumping ahead that we could have gotten, but you know, I'm, I'm glad that we heard a few new tidbits that was that was nice and you know I like that we heard what Sarah had to say and I especially liked that uh, her conclusion was the same as mine <laughs> it's nice um, when Sarah Koenig agrees with you isn't exactly. it? <laughs> um, well like we do every week you mentioned the new people we heard of we're going to talk about this latest episode's quote-unquote bombshells um, well I'd say one is we finally heard from Don who's apparently been listening to the podcast has heard his name mentioned or whatever and is like oh I should call them Imagine you're Don, <laughs> and you're just all this is like you, this this horrible thing that happened in your life, 15 years ago, and then it's a podcast now. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Must be weird to be. And Don. We all just know him as Don from I, Lenscrafters. Right. I know, and I just think I was just gonna say that. Like all I think about now is like I just imagine Don is still at Lenscrafters. Like <laughs> yeah. he's fitting someone's glasses and. Yeah, probably an assistant manager. At least, I, yeah. His I mom know. was his manager at the time. That's right. So. Oh, maybe she retired and he took over the family <laughs> yeah. Lenscrafters business. Yeah. Um, but I was so happy to hear from Don. It was like, finally. I mean, he was always, we know he had nothing to do with it, I guess. You know, he has. Some people think he did it. The the time clock says otherwise, but um, yeah, I, I was. The time clock to... that his mom rigged so he could go murder. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> sure someone is out Don. there actually thinking that. There was a note to Don in Hayes' car. Weird, right? I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird because, like, she wasn't supposed to meet him that day, or I don't even know what was supposed to go on. Yeah, that was, I guess, a little weird and not terribly explored. But I think, you know, I sort of trust uh, Sarah and mm -hmm. the two other women that are helping her to uh, only gloss over the stuff that's pretty much worth glossing <laughs> yeah. over for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally, she's done it, um, glossed over things that I want. I'm like, hey, let me hear more about that. But. Uh, that one didn't seem like all that much to me. The note. No. Did, did you guys take more from no, it? No, I just thought it was no. weird that Don didn't even know the note existed until he heard about it from Sarah. So you're talking about having this come back to you 15 years later. You'd be like, oh, this girl. That he, I don't know if he loved her or you yeah. know, been going out for like a month. But yeah. uh, Actually, it would um, be weird to be like, wow, this, I just heard from beyond the grave. Yeah. <laughs> 
it, it actually did occur to me that there was one thing that I thought Don said that was really weird and maybe I misheard it. But he said to her, supposedly, because she wasn't recording his voice, that he had never heard of Jay until right now or until he started listening to the podcast. It's like, you didn't follow the trial of the murder of your girlfriend? (laughs) Right. And know that that this guy was testifying? That seemed a little fishy to me. I thought it was weird that the prosecutor yelled at him multiple times about not saying that Adnan was weird or that he was crazy or whatever. And then what was the other thing? Oh, I thought it was weird that, oh, Don never tried to call Hay either. So that's kind of... Like lessons that up on Adnan's Don friend. Don and Adnan are the same person. Their name <laughs> right. sounds a little Ad similar. Don. <laughs> but at least when the police called Don and said, "Hey, hey is missing. Hey, hey, uh, hey, he's missing." Um, he immediately retraced his steps in his mind, mm. and Adnan did not do that. But which one of those things makes you guiltier? That's what I was thinking <laughs> when I was listening to it because it was like, I think. Adnan's like, well, because I'm so not guilty, like, I didn't think about what I did that day. Maybe Don is like thinking, oh, I better get my alibi straight. We should probably start talking about how Don maybe did it. You don't it think Don did it. You're just like, are you, are you, I mean, you don't, right? You're just no, playing I devil's advocate th- here. I do not, I do not <laughs> think Don did it. I think there were, if there were significant evidence about Don or questions about Don, that this podcast probably would have covered it. All right. Now, in five years, when we discover that Don totally did it, I'm going to come <laughs> back and listen to this. But no, I think we could probably move on from Don. I wonder if he's volunteered a DNA sample. Mm. Well, do we jump right ahead to the DNA? Because that's sort of the most important uh, We can talk about the DNA. I want to talk about DNA, and I want to talk about um, podcast Josh, who worked with Jay at the yeah, porno the store. Shop. Yeah. Um, podcast Josh, talk about your absolutely unreliable witness. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was just working at the porno store and there's this dude. And like, what did he tell us about anything? Like, he's like, I totally believe that Jay told me this. Oh, but by the way, Jay lied about everything all the time. So like, you <laughs> yeah. chose to believe him about this one thing, but then like, in the very next breath, like, he never told you the truth. And not only did he not tell you the truth, he made up fantastic stories about other things. But I kind of bought that he was scared. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, that he, I mean, the, the van watching him from across the street is like a little bogus, but like that he said he's scared, but also like who the fuck tells their coworker that they like barely know it would be like me telling someone I worked with at like a restaurant in high school that I did something horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It sounds like it, there's some weird part of Jay that hasn't been, I mean, probably a lot, but that hasn't been fully explored. This is the second or third person who said like, yeah, he just kind of made stuff up. Uh, which is weird. I know a couple people like that. I feel like, mm-hmm. like, and you feel like it's harmless. Like, oh, they're just, you know, they're just having fun. You know, they're kind of yeah. like having Doing flights it. of fancy, and they're they're telling these harmless lies. But uh, maybe not about that. It made me think. Uh, it, it gave me a new theory, which I hate to say because it ties to the end <laughs> end of the show, um, which was like, all right, what if this serial killer did it, and Jay is just this crazy pathological liar who made up this whole story. And then decided that he had to stick to it because if he didn't stick to it, you know, they'd prosecute him for whatever you prosecute, lying for lying to the police and, you know, ruining this other guy's life. So there's another theory. I'm not on Reddit right now, but this is <laughs> Reddit radio. Um, yeah. So. I mean, we can talk about the serial killer right now. I think that's a long shot. Let's I just say that. too. And she <laughs> said, too, Sarah Koenig said, yeah, but Jay knew where the car was. Yeah. Like, that was the one thing that's like, oh, there's the serial killer, but, you know. Maybe he was working with Jay. A random Yeah, that doesn't that's seem. That's a weird <laughs> well, drive. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what they actually kind of glossed over and what I think she was trying to get to at the end and what th- the only sort of indication in the episode was from Miss Deirdre, who said, big picture, because what she was saying without saying it is that, 
we don't necessarily think this serial killer did it, but that's the way to get the DNA stuff tested. The only way we're going to get this, the DNA, the uh, tests on the uh, evidence from this case is to have a theory about a similar case so they can get the DNA tested. And then they can test the DNA for everybody. They can test it for the serial killer. They can test it for Hay, obviously. They can Mr. test it for S. Adnan. Yeah. Uh, they can test it for Jay, um, assuming they have Jay's DNA, uh, to test it against. Um, so that, I think, is what Deirdre was saying. And I think that was sort of a wink, wink. We don't actually believe that this serial killer <laughs> did it. Hey, what if he did? What if his DNA is on her body? Then, wow, we got a crazy story here. But more than that, like, how do we get this DNA evidence to be tested and um, tested against Adnan to theoretically sort of prove his innocence or prove his guilt? Yeah, mm-hmm. or yeah. big picture, just like, Nothing. well, we're not charged with solving it right now. We're charged with getting him out of jail. Mm-hmm. So right. if this is going to get him out of jail, then it's fine. However, that's going to happen. But I do like that they tied that back because that was something that I was really curious about is what's going on with this Innocence Project. Is it moving forward? And so that was a nice little tie for me. I think she knew. I think Sarah Koenig knew, like, oh, shit, I better I better talk to this Innocence Project lady. Like, people want to know Yeah, it was funny. I, I listened to the last 20 minutes twice. And when the phone is ringing for Deirdre, you hear Sarah go, oh, please pick up. <laughs> and there she is. I thought that was really funny that they left it, it in there. It was probably like yesterday night, like last yeah, night. Totally. She's probably like, Ugh. Yeah, it's crazy that they're, she's still doing this and still cutting it together. But, you know, at least we sort of got a wrap-up. I mean, we had a frustrating couple of weeks before this, but I feel like we know where things sit now, um, more or less. We don't know when these things are going to happen, but presumably this uh, – they're, they're going to fight for this DNA to be tested, which is great mm-hmm. because, you know, like Adnan said, uh, although he's, he protesteth too much, I thought, uh, <laughs> yeah, he sounded like go ahead and test sleaze. it. I want, yeah, I want to I want to I want to be the one who tests it. You know, uh, maybe he maybe he's hoping there'll be nothing on it. Maybe he's hoping that that Jay's DNA will be all over it. Um, Don't even come up with what you want to say. Just like play both sides and see what people think. It was yeah. just like, dude, you sound gross. Like, <laughs> sounds like. Yeah, Some... he's a, you know it's weird that that she likes him so much because it does seem from you know the the probably minutes that we've heard him talk she's heard him talk for forty or fifty hours or whatever we've heard him for maybe what, ten minutes fifteen minutes like he seems manipulative to me. Um, I think we're looking for that too. I'll say that I think yeah. that we're like mm, yeah we're looking yeah. at through a very specific lens where we're like did this guy kill could somebody? he right. Um, speaking of this guy, could he, did he, um, Dana Shiva said that he, that they put forward the theory that he was the unluckiest guy in the world. Interesting points, I thought. Yeah. Didn't agree with all of them. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, she kind of, you know, Sarah kind of came back around and was like, actually, only one of these points we really know for sure or whatever, which was. Yeah. Do you want to, should we talk about the, the unlucky points? Sure. Um, and how much they sort of affected us or didn't affect us. The first one was that, um, it was Adnan's idea to loan Jay his car. Uh, that seems super fishy to me. Uh, maybe the fishiest one. Like, And Adnan actually admitted that. Oh, I told Jay he should borrow my car. Seems like a weird thing to do, but also could just be an unlucky thing, right? I would never have done that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't have my own car, but I would never have lent out my car to someone. No. So that Much I, less I sort of insist that they take it. Yeah, right. someone yeah. that you kind of know. Mm-hmm. Like, but supposedly aren't even really friends with. So, um, Adnan asked Hay for a ride, which was unusual and fits with the, the you know, the whole Timeline. Jay scenario. But also, we don't know how much Jay knew 
at the point that he started talking to the cops. So maybe he already knew, uh, maybe he was sort of retrofitting the evidence. I strongly feel that way. I strongly feel that there was like, I don't want to say police malfeasance because it's not, we don't really know, but like coaching. I strongly feel like there's coaching. There's hours of testimony missing. And um, we did an interview today that I'll talk about kind of later, which she says that uh, the the person that we talked to said uh, it's Rabia from, you know, from Rabia, uh, <laughs> from Serial. Um, Rabia gonna... Chaudhry, who, got, who actually contacted Sarah Koenig yeah. and got this investigation started. Yeah, so we talked to her earlier, and she was telling us about um, this blogger, this lawyer out of D.C. or something, who has this blog where she's going through the, the, the all of Jay's testimony to the police mm-hmm. and just saying, like, here are points where he was coached. Just mm-hmm. saying, like, oh, here, police coach people all the time. And specifically, here is where Jay said, oh, actually, I meant... You know, and you don't really know what's going on on the other side of that tape, I guess. Yeah. Jay lied a lot. I mean, I think there's no doubt in anyone's mind. I mean, that doesn't necessarily make him guilty of murder. But like, sure. there are points in here right. where I don't think anyone, even the, you know, people who feel Adnan did it and Jay's mostly telling the truth. Like, he changed his story a lot. I wonder if Jay now, 15 years later, like more grown up, et cetera, is still a liar or if he's like, no, I was an idiot. I tell you exactly what happened now. Either way, he's probably shitting his pants like <laughs> daily. Yeah. yeah. Or he believes it in his head now he's like that is what happened because i've convinced myself mm-hmm. that that's what happened all right more points um so yeah we got adnan admitted that he asked hey for a ride um jay knows adnan's plan um which i think we sort of addressed in the last point the the nisha call um which was sort of treated a little bit like a bombshell but you know maybe isn't one the at&t yeah. service agreement from yeah, 1999 said so yeah, yeah, it could you know it could have been a butt dial, but also I mean the bigger point in that they already covered in that she said oh they they called me and talked about how how they were at the video store, but she, he didn't work at the video store then right and yeah. that that girl uh, God bless her didn't sound like the brightest bulb in the pack <laughs> when she did speak and also is sticking to a story that clearly does not fit with the facts so that's another unreliable witness I feel like. I just imagine this phone ringing for two and a half minutes somewhere. Just like, oh, God. I mean. So annoying. But uh, they also sort of act like a butt dial is like really uncommon. My wife butt dials me like three or four times a week. And I pick up the phone and I just hear her and my (laughs) son just shopping or whatever it is they're doing. And it might last for a minute. Sometimes I just listen because it's pleasant. (laughs) But it's not like a butt dial is a is a crazy thing to do. I hate the term butt dial. I'll say Sorry. that. It was always it was always pocket, pocket dial, pocket right? Dial. Yeah. Like, and then now Let's it's like, oh, it for the butt kids. dial. I just think it sounds like, ugh, gross. I, in Aaron's case, she's purse dialing me, I think, yeah, anyway. Sure. So we'll call it a purse dial. Um, so do you, do you guys give any weight to the, the, the purse pocket posterior dial? I have a hard time imagining a phone just ringing for two and a half minutes. I mean, I guess it could have been like in her bedroom and she's in phone, school right? or whatever. But she's like, how old was she? Is she in high school? Yeah. Or I guess it could have just rang and rang. Yeah, if she's not at home. It was her like her room work. phone. Um, so fine. I mean, that could have happened for sure. Um, when Dana was saying all this, I was like, mm, mm, sounds sounds true. And I've always thought that. I've always thought, well, like a lot of this adds up against Adnan. This is kind of ridiculous. Um, I think that they did kind of pull it apart a little bit. I still think he did it. You do? <laughs> yeah. I, I, but like Jenny and like Sarah Koenig, I couldn't convict him. Yeah. You know what's vexing to me? And uh, the, this lawyer that one of the lawyers that's emailed us, we've had like three or four now, actually, <laughs> which is awesome. And 
um, sorry for not emailing you back yet. Uh, we want to talk to you at some point. We're going to do a couple more episodes, uh, even though it's done. Um, now I've totally lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, brought up the point that this jury convicted him in like two or three hours. Yeah. Which is not even a lunch break. Yeah. Just like plowed through. They, you know, they must have gotten that room and they knew. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate to bring up my goddamn jury service again, but I was in the fucking jury room for on a case not nearly as exciting as this one for four and a half days and could not get a unanimous vote. Um, so they must have believed they, you know, they believed Jay. Jay's lying, and they believed him, um, or they saw something that we didn't see, or or being intensely focused on this thing for a couple of weeks or however long this trial was. Um, added up for them more than us listening to a podcast did. That's one of the things Rabia also talks about in this podcast or in the interview that we did where she says like she was at that trial and she said it's crazy it didn't take them that long um, and she kind of I mean she pretty much outwardly blames Sarah Gutierrez mm-hmm. saying that any competent lawyer could have picked apart Jay's testimony on the stand but she just did it. She was not competent. Yeah. yeah. Um she uh, the interesting thing that Sarah said at the end was, um, as a juror, I have to acquit. And then she said, but then again, I'm not a juror. And I think like it, she makes it sound you know kind of minor in there, but I think it's a pretty big difference. But you're sitting there, and are you the kind of person who's more worried about letting someone get away with murder or more worried about putting someone away who didn't do it? And if you get uh, you know happen to have twelve people who are more in the former camp. Uh, yeah, they might, you know, they might say, hey, this guy, you know, he's he's horrible. This is look at what we've heard about him. We can't let him back out on the street. Well, know? he can always have a retrial or he can always have appeals, but he doesn't. If you acquit him, he can't be tried again. It's true. You could have a mistrial, but that would be hard to. He did have accomplish. a mistrial. The first trial yeah. ended a mistrial. Um, um, Josh, we have yes. more to talk about. But first, oh, let's right. do a message from our sponsor. Uh, the Serial Serial is brought to you by Audible.com, which is offering you, our listeners, a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash avclub, and you can choose from 150,000 titles. And start listening on your phone or tablet or other gadget. That's audible.com slash avclub. Uh, Mara, do you have a book you'd recommend that people download? Uh, perhaps, again, something true crime related? <laughs> yeah, I do. This week I'm going to go with something I haven't read, but that I was looking at an Audible site, and I was like, ooh, I want to hear this. Actually, it's only an hour and a half long, and it's called Murder of the Banker's Daughter, The Killer Killing of Marion Parker. It's an Audible short, so rather than a full audiobook, but that's great for right now, because, you know, you got places to drive for the, holi- for the holidays. And uh, my attention span is just like garbage right now, mm-hmm. because I've been listening to 40-minute episodes of Serial. <laughs> you going to Cleveland? Are you going to take this book to Cleveland? That's six hours. I could listen no, to it like wild. three times <laughs> each way. Um, anyway, so Arberry Flowers short details the true crime story of a 12-year-old banker's daughter abducted in Los Angeles in the late 20s, making for a case that would captivate America even today. In late 20s LA is like a pretty sweet time as well. I'm intrigued, and so as soon as we get out of this booth, I'm going to go over to audible.com slash avclub and download Murder of the Banker's Daughter, The Killing of Marion Parker in an attempt to fill a serial-shaped hole that the show's final episode has left in my heart with another hour and a half of something that I'll get addicted to and then want to hear more of. Okay. Let's hope so. So I guess one thing that we should talk about is that there wasn't – do you guys feel like there was an ending to the show? It ended the way I thought it was always going to end. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we knew halfway through that Jay 
wasn't going to confess. <laughs> Adnan wasn't going to run out of jail with hand in hand with Sarah Koenig. Like as the podcast went up at 6 a.m., they're like, as of 6.05 a.m., he is free. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, exactly. So I think, like I said at, at the top, it I was satisfied with the ending. I think it was the best conclusion that we could have gotten. She did bring more to it than I thought. The past couple episodes have been kind of sucky, just like underwhelming. And I thought that she stepped it up this one. Like yeah. she's like, oh, I got to bring some more, some more, not drama, but let's wrap this shit up. Like let's put it on a, let's lay it out. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, my, my only problem with it really is those last two episodes. I wish they had spread the information in this last episode out over the past couple of weeks. I don't know how much of it she had, but it felt like she was sort of trying to save some of this stuff for the end, specifically the Innocence Project stuff. I don't know how long she's known that. Maybe it was just yesterday, but um yeah, there was a lot that I, I would have liked to have heard more about in place of, you know, the... The, the rumors. Adnan stealing... Yeah, the rumors that we never got to hear about or Adnan stealing money. Yeah, like that was just just bogus uh, space filler stuff, um, whereas there was a lot more to chew on um, in this one, and which leads me to a quote that uh, really actually annoyed me a lot this week. Um, I will say again... I think the show is great. I think <laughs> the format is is really interesting. I think Sarah Koenig um, is an excellent reporter doing something that somebody has never really done before. Um, and I'm saying that just so I can say something mean afterward. No, I'm not. I really believe all that. Um, but she sort of went on a little little ramble about speculating. She's like, we can speculate, and and one speculation is is the same as the other, and we have a we can speculate a hundred different ways, and none of them are worth more than the other one, and we're not going to do it because we don't have evidence. I'm like, you have spent twelve weeks <laughs> speculating, sometimes with evidence, sometimes without it. Some speculations are way more valuable than other ones. You could speculate that an alien came down and killed her and planted a chip in Jay's brain. And that would be a worse speculation than the idea that Adnan and Jay are working together or even that there's a serial killer with a similar MO. So I thought that was uh, that irritated me a little bit. Um, or the concept, sorry, that they were like, well, maybe he really still was in love with her and he didn't realize that he wasn't going to get her back. And then he missed two days of school. Right. And that was because he was so upset he had to stay home. And to me, that was kind of like high school girl bullshit where you're like, <laughs> I can't go to school. I don't know. It just well, seems like that's so speculative. Yeah. It was like, I'm, I'm not going to speculate. And then here's the speculation. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's uh, a difference between speculating on something and having a theory about something. Yeah. And I think... Uh, what this show maybe could have done better, but maybe, you know, didn't really have the time to do, is lay out the various theories and kind of walk through them. And instead we've had, you know, we're learning as she's learning, which I definitely appreciate. Um, but, you know, I, th- I felt like they could they could have spent, they could have done this, this podcast for another couple of weeks uh, to sort of wrap up the leading theories or, you know, the leading speculations, the legitimate ones, the logical ones, like, you know, which are, as we were talking about before, um, it happened just as Jay said, which was Adnan did it, told him about it, and Jay helped him bury the body. Or Jay did it and is trying to pin the blame on Adnan. I mean, those are the two most logical theories, mm. right? And you could even spend some time on, on Ronald Lee Moore if you need to. But I think she's worried about really shitting on Jay. I don't want to say worried, but like it, it's an irresponsible for a journalist to say, like, well, I'm going to look into this innocent guy, this quote-unquote innocent guy's life. And pick it apart and, like, maybe nothing will come out at the end. Or maybe she did do that, but we didn't hear about it. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because if she told us all this terror, if she told us terrible stuff about Jay and then said, but I don't think he did it, that's it seems irresponsible. Yeah, but I mean, at least, you know, 
today was sort of the in a way the case against Adnan, and I think there was even an episode called the case against Jay. Yeah. But I think sort of wrapping that up a little tighter at the end would have been um, helpful to people. I don't know. I mean, it's a small complaint, and my complaint is really like in the idea that like you know somehow we're above speculating. We're not. She's doing it all the time. We're doing it all the time. Reddit's doing it like a motherfucker, <laughs> and that's kind of what this whole thing is about, which I think is what irritates people about uh, all the conversation around serial is that, you know, we're making wild speculations about a case that's still active, but it's human nature and it's uh, moving the case along. I mean, you said before uh, you did an interview uh, with Ravi Ashadri, Mm -hmm. who's been Adnan's biggest uh, defender. And I think I'm, I can only guess, I'm assuming you asked her this because I asked you, (laughs) asked you if you would, um, and that is, does she think that the existence of Serial ultimately, no matter what happens, is going to help Adnan, is going to be advantageous to Adnan? She said yes, I think. Mm-hmm. I can't remember verbatim. But, you know, I didn't bring this up with her. I, it, it's hard sometimes when you're talking to someone that clearly so strongly believes one thing and you don't want to be like, but. Yeah. Um, I read an article yesterday about how when there's a lot of press on a trial, or like hype behind a trial that ju- the judges have more leniency, like they're more likely to give him an- another trial, obviously, or they want their names associated with that trial because people go, oh, I know that judge. I've heard of that judge. And then you might vote for them again. And it's, you know, they're not saying like, oh, they're, you know, more likely to acquit him or whatever, but they're more likely to, uh, they're feeling the pressure and that's probably why they already okayed this, this, this uh, appeal Possibly. Yeah. So there's two sort of avenues of appeal that we're talking yeah. about at the end. So we have the um, uh, appeal on the basis of ineffective counsel, mm-hmm. um, specifically the Asia alibi, Asia never being called. Which they're like willing to hear. Yeah. Which seems legitimate. They didn't mention, I don't think today, uh, do you remember, Jenny, the um, uh, uh, the fact that he asked for a plea deal and his lawyer didn't bring it up. I don't think they did they've, not mention no. that. Today. So I wonder if they've if they've said no I'm to sure that. It's still part of it. Um, you never know because sometimes they can they'll pick it apart and say that well, well your appeal can go forward. Time. Well, you probably read more than I have today. <laughs> Just um, and then the other thing is the the DNA test, DNA testing, which seems um, much bigger and more exciting. And I know I've mentioned the West Memphis three thing a bunch of times in here, but sort of the end of that case before uh, those guys were freed was something very similar to this, where they got a judge to say, okay, you can now test this, and the prosecution knew uh, that it would probably exonerate them. So instead of going through with it, the prosecution offered them this deal and let them out. Um, not that that's going to happen in this case. I don't think that at all. I mean, I think most likely what's going to happen is what they said on the on the podcast today, which is they'll test all this stuff, they'll DNA test all this stuff from 15 years ago and find nothing. Mm-hmm. Or find, you know, they could find Hay's DNA. They could find Adnan's DNA on Hay. It doesn't necessarily prove anything. So... Um, but it'll be interesting to see if they do it. I certainly hope they if do. If they find it. Ronald yeah. Lee Morris, they might be like, "Whoa!" Well, yeah, for okay. sure. I mean, that's, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that'd be the bombshell. Um, but I don't imagine that seems would unlikely, right? Yeah, <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, I do think he's just he killed another Korean girl. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe, <laughs> maybe he and Jay were in cahoots. From, they met at the porn store. Speaking of hey, I will say, um, I actually wrote a story about this yesterday. And if you're interested, go to the avclub.com and search for Heyman Lee scholarship. But people from Reddit have launched a Heyman Lee Scholarship, which I think is an amazing idea. They're working with the guidance counselors at Woodlawn, the high school that she went to, and they're trying to give the school $25,000 to distribute among the students as they 
see as a guidance counselor see fit. So I wanted to bring that up on the podcast because I think it's a great idea. And that's, you know, I gave 10 bucks or whatever to Serial. I gave 15 to the scholarship fund because it seems like if we can have something good come out of this beyond just making podcasting better, let's try it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's nice. I mean, and it's I think the people that are are going to be outraged by the existence of this podcast probably uh, about their podcast, not ours or both, uh, probably won't be placated by it. But um, you know, I think that uh, yeah, we're already down this road <laughs> anyway, and that's that's a nice thing to do. And also, you know, it, it, if it brings it brings the whole thing closer to the truth, whatever the truth is, uh, that's good for everyone. It might not be good for. Adnan if he did it or Jay if he did it but you know uh, justice is uh, yeah I mean think what you will about Reddit uh, or it might be they might be fucking the shit out of this case but like (laughs) you know that seems like a good thing for giving kids some money oh I love the Reddit stuff you do oh yeah is that your favorite thing to come out of this like like what's your favorite ancillary serial thing that you've seen or heard like the MailChimp remix or the... <laughs> I thought the Funny or Die thing was actually very funny. The Michaela Watkins thing. I yeah. really enjoyed that. I thought they were spot on. Yeah. Yeah. With the whole, yeah. I, I mean, she must have been getting, Sarah must have been getting that a little. Uh, <laughs> like, what happens? What's going yes. on? Um, I wonder if people who are just getting into podcasts now through this, which clearly there are, we were talking about this earlier, like... If they're going to be like, I, I'm really into podcasts now, and then they're going to get to the end of it and be like, I'm never listening to a podcast again. <laughs> this is nothing like CSI. I have no idea who did it. I'm so bummed. But a lot of, like, like a lot of, uh, I guess even CSI, like a lot of legal shows, like your SVUs or whatever, there's some ambiguity at the end. Well, Not every episode, usually it's pretty clear cut, but then they do those episodes where they're like, I don't know. Or they'll do the thing where they cut before the jury. They're like, Have you found a verdict or whatever? And they're like, Yes, we have. Cafe to Black. You know, gong gong. Yeah. So it could, you know, it could be like that. People Um, might hate that, though, understandably. Yeah. Uh, So we will be doing uh, at least one more episode. Yeah, I was going to say. may come out as soon as tomorrow, that being Saturday. Yeah, this marks the end of the season of Serial, but not of the Serial Serial, because we'll be back tomorrow, uh, Saturday, maybe maybe Friday, with an interview we did with Ravi Chaudhry, who, uh, as Josh mentioned, is a Syed family friend, and the lawyer that sparked this whole thing by talking to Sarah Koenig. And in the future, we're going to look at other aspects of the case, like we might talk about podcasting in general, we might talk to a cop, we might talk to the, all the lawyers that are emailing us. Uh, we'll figure it out. But until then... Uh, you know, there's also another AV Club podcast called Mom and Pop. It has nothing to do with serial killers or serial slash killers. Not yet. Not yet. It's our coworker John Tady, and he talks to his mom every week, Bonnie Tady, about various pop culture issues. And so that, you know, check that out too if you're just getting into podcasts. Yeah. And if you don't <laughs> want to hear about murder, but instead want to hear uh, delightful uh, <laughs> chit chat between mom and son about uh, video games and movies, it's pretty awesome. In New Hampshire accents. Yes, you can't beat those. <laughs> Uh, but thanks for listening so far. Yeah, thanks so much, everyone, for listening to the Serial Serial. And if you like our show, tell your friends and review the show on iTunes. Uh, thanks, Jenny and Josh, for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Bye, guys. Bye.